Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair All-Americans as a part of the Armchair Media Network. Our 2019 NFL draft grades are all wrapped up, and now it's time we kill some time. It is I, Rob Paul, the Armchair Scout. A.K. the biggest table banger for Bud Dupree, and <laughs> with me as always is A.J. John Schneider got Frank Clark and Tyler Lockett back to back. Marchese. Saturday night's all right for podcasting. Okay. Uh, today we're going to continue our yearly tradition and do an NFL redraft with the 2015 NFL draft. Let's hit it. Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Going out to Vegas, maybe. Looking for a young or a two-o. Don't draft a running back on the first day. Don't draft a running back on the second day. Maybe draft one on the third. Or don't. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. I'd like to take a second to introduce our newest friends from SeatGeek. Let them take the confusion out of your ticket buying experience. Instead of shopping dozens of sites to find the best deal, let SeatGeek do the work for you. Their app scans the web for the best deals to your favorite game, concert, or show and rates them on a scale of 0 to 10 to let you know if you're getting the best bang for your buck. A green dot marks great deals, yellow dot good deals, and red dot not so good deals. Use promo code ACAA at checkout to receive $20 off your first purchase. That's two free beers at the stadium on them. What are you waiting for? That's promo code ACAA for $20 off your first purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. The Raptors are up 3-1 on the Golden State Warriors. I can't believe it. Life is good. I wish this was a basketball podcast. No, not even that. Just Canadian basketball. A bit retweet. And then we only, like, during draft season, we'd only mm-hmm. break down the Canadian prospects. So, like, we're lucky this year because there's good ones, but, like, some years it'd be tough. Are there? Uh, well, Andrew Wiggins 2.0 and R.J. Barrett. <laughs> my boy Brandon Clark from Gonzaga. That mm-hmm. big man from Florida State. Oh, yeah. I He's from Burlington. Uh, big shout out for Burlington. Oh, yeah. Burlington nice. cleaning it up lately. A uh, bunch of Canadian football prospects. Oh, and there's that, that kid from Arizona from State with a whack name. Oh, yeah. Gots or something. I forget. Anyway, that's not. We're not an NBA, Canadian NBA draft show. We're a. Uh, Canadian, two Canadians doing an NFL draft show, and uh, can I, uh, Rob? The can I do the little uh, John Schneider uh, runoff here, like my, my little thing? How we goofed the league this stretch, Rob? Sure. That you introduced yeah. earlier. Okay, pick sixty-three, Frank Clark. Pick sixty-four, Jordan Richards. Pick sixty-five, Dejun Smith. Who I forgot about. Sixty-six, Jeremiah Putasi. Sixty-seven, AJ Khan. Sixty-eight, Clive Walford, and sixty-nine, Tyler Lockett. Goof the league. And Jalen Strong was the next pick. AJ Klein's literally the third best player in that stretch. Oh yeah, it's not even close either. <laughs> that's that's whack. That's <laughs> uh, good for you, AJ Klein. Uh, anyway, last year we did our twenty fourteen NFL redraft. This year it's twenty fifteen with players who've played four years. We, it's almost like we're doing it yearly or yep, something. Yep, and we have a good idea of what kind of player these guys are now. And we're just going to redraft mm-hmm. it. Same order, maybe same picks, maybe not. It's probably going to be a shit show. It's, it's going to be goofy. It's kind of hard to do. Originally, we were going to rotate picks. We're probably just going to talk our way through it and work together because it's kind of hard to predict where someone's going to pick in a redraft, I guess. Yeah. 
And, uh, and without further ado, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had the first overall pick. They took Florida State quarterback Jameis Winston. Aged- I, I will say, this, sorry to step on your toe, it's a really interesting draft. It, it's a really interesting exercise to redraft. It, it is. It's weird because, the, obviously, it was a weak QB class after Winston and Mariota. Like, nobody yes. even relevant. No. And you, Garrett Grayson at, a little at this bit, point, though, we still don't even know for sure if Winston or Mariota is a, a franchise mm-hmm. QB. So that's still way yeah. up in the air. Uh, there was a lot of inconsistency in talent. Like, guys who have had, like, some flashes. It's like they started their career. Yeah, they started. Like, lots of guys that started really hot and died off or started slow and came. Like, it's it's a weird. You're right, flashes. Yeah, and then, and then there's just, overall, there wasn't that much talent in the middle rounds. No, I mean like even some, even in terms of depth players. You're right. There's a lot of dudes that are just not in the league. Yeah, and like handful of for guys who went in the first round that like you wouldn't call a f- like a bust, but they've definitely not lived up to that pick, mm-hmm. but like they're not bad football players. We'll we'll yeah. we'll, we'll mention them as we go, but uh honestly, in a redraft, I think Tampa goes Jameis Winston once again. I don't think they really have any other option. See, uh, okay, yeah, it's tough though, right? Because like they're quarterback less at this point in their in their history, right? They needed their quarterback, Jameis. I, I I think it's hard to say he wasn't the right pick, even though we know everything that's happened with Jameis Winston. Hey, he's made a Pro Bowl. He's, he has made a Pro Bowl. Marcus Mariota has, I know, but he sh- he will be probably soon, even though he's, even if he's not that good. And I mean, like, who would you even go to next? Like a pass rusher, because they desperately need that as well. Did they? You know what I'm saying? Then? I can't even remember. Uh, who the fuck? Who? Yeah, no, they definitely, like definitely lots did. Of they swearing. definitely did. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, like Daniel Hunter would be the if probably he's, he's my top. If, edge if, on the yeah, board. If, yeah, if you weren't going quarterback, it was probably you're going Daniel Hunter. I think or so, yeah, pairing uh, Mike Evans and Amari Cooper. Oh no, they didn't need pass rush. They had uh, Daquan Bowers and William Golson. Yeah, hey, Daquan Bowers is supposed to be the goat. Uh, yeah, but no, I, I think I th- there's a legit argument. Like, Jameis Winston ha- isn't, like, a true franchise QB, but it's not, like, there's not another pick that you could really justify for them. And we're not sure he's not a franchise QB, and this the Bruce mm-hmm. Arian staff's going to figure it out. But I, I would say they still go, Tampa still goes Jameis Winston. I, I'm not going to disagree with you. And like you said, a different direction. And even if you go to the other quarterback, who I think – Comparable in their years so far in the NFL between Mariota and Winston, I still think Winston maybe I, I, I'm a Mar- Mariota diehard, but I think with, James Winston's a better fit for that I, team. I, I feel the same. Well, like just hopping yeah. into the second pick, I think the same idea. The Titans would still have to go Marcus Mariota. It's, I know, like again, like you said, it's a, like you can't call them busts yet. They've been up and down. It's hard to know what they are exactly, but it's also hard to. They're both, they're both good enough to be starters, but we don't f- <laughs> n- know yet if they're good enough to be like true like playoff quarterback franchise, franchise guys. guys. But yeah, and and again, mm-hmm. I think Winston to Tampa and Mariota to the Titans were both the right fits. Like I don't think it works as well the other way. I agree. I agree. And I and agree. for both of them, this is the year I think we truly find out what they are. It, we've mentioned this multiple times this offseason. I agree. I think it's a huge proof of year. For both of them. And I think especially James Winston. But yeah. for both of them. So we stick with the first two picks. Yeah, so Tampa goes James Winston still. Titans go Mariota still. Then it gets interesting. Uh, interesting. In reality, the Jaguars took Dante Fowler, who, I mean, he's had some flashes with the Rams. He had some flashes with the Jags, but he obviously tore his ACL right away in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I mean, this to me, it's a no-brainer. They would go Daniel Hunter in a redraft. I 100%. The Daniel Hunters are, like, to me, okay, he's only made one Pro Bowl. And he was all pro this past season. But mm-hmm. you, you could argue he should have two under his belt. He's one of the – I think he's still only, like, 24. 24, he, yeah. He's 40 so. sacks in his first four years. He's – I think he's the youngest ever to have 40 sacks. I, I think you're right. Um yeah. To me, like he was my pick. Uh, I think last year was a dark horse defensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. I like he's one of my favorite players in the league, and this would be just imagine if Jacksonville ended up in a scenario with Yannick Ngakwe, Calais Campbell, and Daniel Hunter. 
and like I don't want to say it easily could have happened because you know Hunter wasn't supposed to be the third overall pick. But. And, and he's one of those guys where it was he he was a measurables guy in like the yeah. Dion Jordan, Barkevius Mingo type of, oh, God, this could go really poorly. But it went really right. And he wasn't overdrafted, obviously. But he only had, like, four and a half sacks at LSU as a senior. Or a uh, mm-hmm. junior. I forget what year he was. but big. He's one of the guys that measurables big time panda. Yeah. Right? Um, so, yeah, that, think, that I, seems like a no-brainer pick. Yeah. I, I, Oakland Raiders are next. We know they drafted Amari Cooper. No longer on the team. They got a first-round pick for him. I think, again, I, I, I mean... Okay, he made two bro- yeah. Pro Bowls as a Raider. They traded him for a first round pick. I still think you would go Amari Cooper. Really? Okay. Because uh, c- we'll, we'll who, who who would if you're Oakland in that scenario? Who are you going instead of him? And he's one of the ten best route runners in the league. Obviously, it was kind of he struggled with drops and there was some inconsistency. But I think it had more to do with Oakland being Oakland because as soon as he got to Dallas, he's been one of the best receivers in the league. Do you take Diggs over Amari? In the grand, St- Stefan Diggs is one of my favorite. No, is my favorite player in the NFL. But I know Amari Cooper. Like Stefan Diggs, the better route runner, but Amari Cooper's ceiling is higher. Like Stefan Diggs, never been a thousand yard receiver. No, I. It's hard. Like, that's, what, that's what I mean. It's an interesting draft because there's a conversation to be had about like all of these guys that were the original draft picks. You know what I mean? Like like Fowler probably gets his name called in this mock uh, redraft. Uh, I think personally, I, I agree with you. Cooper has the higher ceiling. I think personally, I think Stephon Diggs is the better player, and I know he's your favorite. No, come on, Amari. Uh, Amari Cooper is a borderline top ten receiver. Like, also, another guy that's been a uh, hot and cold though in stretches, right? And I, I great think, in again, his I think Cowboy had to career. Do more with Oakland, and like as soon as you got to Dallas, yeah. like there, yes, um. Good. I just, like I love Stefan Diggs. I think, like I said, I think he's the best route runner in the league. He's my favorite player in football, probably. But uh, mm-hmm. I have a tough time seeing a scenario where you would go uh, a receiver mm-hmm. not named Amari Cooper. No, I mean realistically, I agree with you. And uh, let's plug it in. Let's do it. All right, Coop. Uh, okay, fifth. Washington took uh, Iowa offensive lineman Brandon Sheriff. I I don't, I don't think they make a different pick here. They got the best offensive lineman in the draft. Yeah, right? two Pro Bowls would have made a third last year if he wasn't injured. Um, he was like the clear best offensive lineman during the process, and like he played tackle he at does. Iowa, kicked inside. One of the best guards in football when healthy. Uh, you got to keep in mind, like um, Bill Callahan in building that offensive line in Washington was yeah. kind of the when they've been good, it's been because of that offensive line. So I don't think you'd make a different pick here. No, and I mean, if you if you get the best uh, offensive lineman in the draft, and it's hard to change it up, right? And just quickly, weak tackle group. In this, it's in a this strange group. one. It's it's like a lot of average starters. Yeah, and yeah. Like, like there's a there's a couple more offensive tackle or offensive linemen in general that mm-hmm. I will mention. Ta- yeah. Um, but like Sheriff is by far the best one. Like oh, for sure. not not for sure. close. Uh, okay, pick six. The Jets went with Leonard Williams. Many thought was the best player in the draft. Uh, mm-hmm. Slid to six was a steal. I think they'd still go him. I mean, the, the obviously the 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 argument would be to me would be Grady Jarrett, Leonard Williams yeah. is the argument. But Leonard Williams is a better fit for what they do or what they did I then agree. and, and like, what they do now. I think there's more talented pass rushers, but Leonard Williams is the better fit. I agree. Yeah, like I mean, if they wanted to go edge instead of interior defensive line that that's an option yeah. but like mm-hmm. even then i don't i, I mean like frank like frank clark's obviously a guy you could talk about maybe trey flat trey flowers, flowers. Yeah. but i think ultimately leonard williams is the better football player than both of them i know it's been a little inconsistent i think that has mm-hmm. to do with scheme talent around team, him yeah. like he was really yeah. good last year he's made a he made a pro bowl i think in his second year and he was really good last year and i think we're gonna see him and Quinn and Williams become one of the best interior defensive line duos in football. Again, also, I think he's the best fit of the guys that are still on the board, mm-hmm. too. Uh, seven, Chicago. We can change one. <laughs> Chicago went Kevin White, the uh, ultra freak receiver from West Virginia. Always injured, never lived up to it. Yeah. I mean, this, to me, 
Part of the reason I want to go with Mari Cooper earlier is so this pick can be Stefan Diggs. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like I'm that's cool to me again. This was that's a no brainer, right? Stefan Diggs to Chicago. I, if if you're sticking with the same position, it's an absolute no brainer. Yeah. Best route runner um, in the league, arguably. Yeah. Um, of his numbers are affected just because he's played with Adam Thielen. Uh, uh, but like <laughs> yeah. he's over 300 catches in four years. Um, I think there's an argument that he's a better receiver than Adam Thielen. That's actually a really interesting conversation to have. Debate between the two of yeah. them. I think uh, I think Diggs is more talented. I think he's the I, I think he's the better player. Yeah. I think he's no, the I think player. so too. And I I, I don't think it's great. yeah no no so I love I love them both. Yeah. Me too. Um yeah but again I, I felt like no brainer pick. If I had to take one it'd be Diggs and I agree uh this I feel like this is a no brainer if they're sticking with the same position. I mean this this first round receiver core is uh is. Historic for the wrong reasons, I guess. Like almost, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and, I mean, and uh, it's funny you can use this draft because um, mm-hmm. now we see the maybe the sl- slightly smaller, more athletic route runners go early. Uh, but but yeah. like here, it was betting on Kevin White. It was betting on Rashad Perriman. It was betting on Devonte Parker. When the best receivers from this class class that didn't go in the first round were like Tyler Lockett and uh, Stephon Diggs. And then even in the next in the first ten picks in the second round, you got Devin Smith, uh, DGB, the goat, and Devin Funches. So. Yeah, I think we've seen a change from that, like the value of route running <laughs> yeah. with mm-hmm. like guys like Locke and Diggs, obviously Mark Cooper. But uh, okay, yeah. eighth, the Falcons took Vic Beasley, who has been to me a pretty big disappointment. He had one big year, I, but, overrated player. I still, I still think, yeah. But hey, in reality, Frank Clark. I no, I disagree. No, I think it's just because of uh, old Danny Quinn, but he's not there yet. Uh, I, I, no. I think they go Grady Jarrett. See, it's like Grady it's, it's Jarrett's like a, a better football player than Frank Clark. Grady Jarrett, they actually did mm-hmm. take. Uh, yeah, yeah, no. Grady Jarrett didn't have any <laughs> off-field concerns. Not that I'm like trying to mix that in or anything. But Grady, Grady, Grady Jarrett's one of the most underrated three techs in the league. Uh and I think Dan Quinn would pref- like it's more important for him to have this type of player than that I agree. Type of player. I think Dan Quinn's more of a more focused on the interior of the defensive. I know he's he's throwing more picks in under his regime at the edge position. He's but been more bang on when he, they take interior guys though too. Exactly. No. Exactly. I, it's, I feel like it's because he hasn't found his guy and like tax flashed a bit in the future. We're in twenty fifteen right now. Beasley, a little bit of flash, but yeah, Jared was a home run pick from the start. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people, wonder, it's though, funny because I, I think a lot of people thought on draft Twitter, like Grady Jarrett was the better Clemson defensive lineman between him and Vic Beasley. And obviously Jarrett fell to the fifth round, which was mind boggling because he was like one of those guys where everyone's like, how the F does this guy fall this far? We all know he's really good. He might be slightly Look, undersized, good thing is, but whatever. The good thing is that doesn't happen anymore. I th- knock on wood because yeah. we saw that. If you're six foot and you're three oh five as a as a defensive tackle, we saw the syndrome of your. I don't know. We saw later. Puna Ford go undrafted last year, and <laughs> that's true. But he was five eleven. That's a different story. I like my um, I like my defensive tackle short. Puna's sick. I do. It's leverage. I don't know why they ever thought this was a bad thing. You don't want someone that's six seven like some. Well, hey, Jerry Tillery. <laughs> but here's the thing, guys like Jerry Tillery who are that tall. Jerry Tillery plays with fantastic he plays leverage. With great leverage. Yeah, exactly. Like. Nah. Like who's like Tony McDaniel was serviceable like, and he's tall. Yeah, like, like the short defensive tackle is built-in leverage. I, I know. See, I I do think uh, old Danny Quinn would covet Frank Clark too, but I, I'm it's hard to say because he literally did draft get Grady Jarrett, and I think he's worth a top ten pick. So so I'm cool with it. I'm cool with Grady Jarrett. All right, New York Giants picked ninth. They took horrible Eric Flowers, the offensive tackle from Miami. <laughs> yeah. Um. Just looking back, this was during the time they had Andre Williams as their RB one. I think you. It's hard. I don't believe in drafting running backs super early. I think it's hard to say they like not going Todd Gurley. Yeah, I mean, this looking back, it's a good group of uh, running backs to be honest. Yeah, Todd Gurley, uh, David Johnson, Melvin Gordon, Melvin Gordon, and yeah. Um, I just think like this would be them addressing the Saquon Barkley pick, but doing it earlier, and then they can go draft Sam Darnold. 
<laughs> no, I agree. I think running back is the spot. And yeah, it was Orleans Darkwell, Rashid Jennings, uh, Shane Vereen, and Andre Williams to running back. And, and, and also, we mentioned the offensive line. Like, there's not really there's a no great offensive lineman to take this early. Uh, and no. like, Gurley has been one of the five best running backs in the league, three time All Pro, Offensive Player of the Year, Rookie of the Year. Adds everything that their offense would. And this was before Eli was like hot trash where you might have got if you could insert this type of player with I think Eli this yeah. this season, like this season, 2014 season was like pretty serviceable still so if you gave him a player like Todd Gurley then like you might have been able he was warm to, trash yeah he was you might have been able to get some more production of that team you know what's funny too if we did this two years ago the pick would have been David Johnson right uh I think it'd be closer. It'd be closer. Yeah, that's fair. I'm just, I'm just saying. I mean, like Todd Gurley had in four years has been three, three All Pros. The one bad year was more Jeff Fisher and just the Rams being a shit show. Like then it was his fault. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, but uh, I, yeah, I mean Gurley's been pretty solid in the passing game, but you know David Johnson. Well, when McVeigh got there, like the last two years, Todd Gurley's been. One of the best run, yeah. pass catching running backs in the league, and yeah, where David Johnson's just pure, uh, like his own ability. You know what I mean? You don't, you don't have to scheme it uh, as a pass Anyways. catcher. Yeah, yeah, that's very. Mm-hmm. I would say yeah. Overall, David Johnson's the better pass catcher. I yeah, more talented, more natural. I mean, he played receiver, so yeah. I agree. Todd Gurley is plus. It's New York. They're going to draft Todd Gurley. I agree with you. Um. Okay. The Rams obviously took Todd Gurley with him off the board. I think. Okay, you could just insert Melvin Gordon or David Johnson if you wanted to. I I was looking at the idea of they wanted to make Tavon Austin this thing. They also had a shitty receiver core at the time. I think, like, legit, I think this this might be a little rich for you. I think Tyler Lockett's a legit conversation to have here. You can't can't tell me anything's too rich for Tyler Lockett. Just think about this. Like, he is... What Tavon Austin is supposed to be in terms of a return man and overall receiver, <laughs> pretty much, yeah. But like way fucking better, pretty much. Uh, this receiving core, I'm just looking. Yeah, at it's, it's really so bad. bad. I was looking at it earlier. It's like I I forgot Welker was like Kenny team. Britt was their star. Yeah, I remember Kenny Britt like having some weird big plays against the Seahawks, but and I hated him. Um, uh, I'm just thinking what else we can do. Like, like you could definitely like. If you wanted to keep going or still go running back, like you could go David Johnson. I think I think the receiver pick makes more sense than the running back pick. I think so too. Um, okay, throw it sure. in. Right, let's do it. Tyler Lockett. I don't want to yeah, just command uh, everything, but no, no, no. If I'm gonna trust me, if you upset me, I'm gonna say something. Oh, shit, well, I I, you're, not gonna me me. <laughs> you're not gonna upset me about. You're not gonna upset me about Tyler Lockett. Love, don't worry. I think it makes sense. I. I hate to say this, but I think he might look good in uh, blue and gold. I hate to say it, though. In, in the St. Louis blue and gold, because it was the St. Louis Rams. Oh, yeah. that's what, You knew I meant that. <laughs> uh, okay, 11th, the Vikings took Michigan State corner Trey Waynes. Remember how surprising that was at the time? Yeah. yeah and I guess it didn't work out, did it? No. Um, this is kind of another no-brainer where it's there was a guy at that position who's way, way better in... To me, like, Byron Jumpman Jones here would have been... Mm-hmm. Like, imagine if their mm-hmm. corner tandem was him and Xavier Rhodes. Like, those two contrast each other perfectly. I know. That's, that's, and then a, that's a fun Mike Hughes at nickel. And in this scenario, Byron Jones would never have been forced to play safety <laughs> instead of playing... Being an all-pro corner instead of... Like, right away instead yeah. of being just a solid safety. Yeah, yeah. So, I like it. And I, I think Zim would have fun with Byron Jones. Yeah, exactly. Like... Byron Jones would be coveted by Mike Zimmer, so we can write that one in. Yeah, they should have overdrafted Byron Jones, but and not been an overdraft. That fair in 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 reality. Twelfth uh, overall, the Cleveland Browns took nose tackle Danny, Danny Sheldon. Sheldon from Washington. Uh, at the time, it was fun. There was this before we all officially agreed that uh, outside Dave Gettleman that you shouldn't take nose tackles early. <laughs> um, I think this is the spot Frank Clark could land. Mm-hmm. Uh, the those Browns teams didn't have any stub pass rushers. I, I mean, it's kind of almost with how bad that team was. It'd just be best player available. Uh, best, yeah, that's why when you're taking a nose tackle is weird. But I love Danny Shelton. So, so like, and I think like Frank Clark, you're getting a double digit sack guy. 
um, who's got Pro Bowl potential and just the maybe the best player available at the most important non QB position. I yeah, I think that's right. And the Cleveland Browns drafted uh, Nate Orchard over Frank Clark. So. Yeah, t- tough. I mean, they can't, they can't, they can't, they can't do it again, can they? <laughs> All right, so we'll write that one down. Uh, New Orleans Saints, thirteenth overall, took Stanford offensive lineman Andres Pete, turned him to Ugard. Um, he, he has more Pro Bowl. Guards. Yeah, he he Just has a Pro Bowl, players. but low key one of the best offensive linemen in the NFL. One of the best, maybe the best guard or second best guard. One of the five best guards in the NFL went in this draft, and he's never made a Pro Bowl. His name's Shaq Mason, and that's the guy I'm mm-hmm. going to throw out there. At first, I thought you were talking about Andres Pete. I'm like, wait, what? I wish. <laughs> no, I, I... See, I think if you're going to this position, I think there's a conversation to have between uh, Marpet and uh, Shaq. Shaq Ma- oh, I, I okay. Shaq Mason's hold legit on, on. one of the five best guards in football right now. Let me finish. I think Shaq's the better player, I was about to say. But, but like, and significantly... I think Shaq- yeah, I don't like. I like Mark, but I'm a Mark I, fan. I like him too. Mark, but like, Shaq Mason's been very good, um, and I think he would fit that uh, that Saints offensive line really well too. Imagine if instead of Andres Pete, that current offensive line had Jack Mason. I like. It's it's like the thing. Like I love looking back at the past drafts and doing what ifs, but also it's like so futile because you're like, why the fuck didn't they do these things? Also, at the same time, Shaq Mason being Shaq Mason, coming from that triple option mm. at Georgia Tech. Probably yeah. has a whole lot to do with Dante Scarnecchia coaching him. I I agree. So I, I, I like agree. you said, it's fun to look at, but it, like also you got to think about things like that. Mm-hmm. But for us, uh, you're stupid, New Orleans. Why don't you take Shaq Mason, Retweet. baby? Okay, the Dolphins took uh, training camp superstar Devonte Parker, <laughs> receiver to Louisville. This- Can I do a quick detour? I I hate like oh this guy's having an amazing camp because like how many times does that really well, work? Devo- Devonte Parker has it said every year. He does exactly, and he, they're right every year. So, this, yeah, anyway, I, I, I'm kind of—I don't like to say it, but I'm kind of buying a little bit of that stock. Look, until I see it week one, I don't. He's going to be injured it. week one, so come on. <laughs> that was mean. I, I, I wish laugh I didn't at that. Say it was that. mean. I know. I feel bad for laughing, but okay. This is this is kind of a strange spot because I don't know that there's a receiver worth this pick. Hmm. Uh, I do know this. The Dolphins were not very good on defense. And Eric Kendricks is a really good football player. And that's a guy I was kind of thinking about here. If you're looking at defense, I think there's a decent amount of guys. Yeah, there's a couple DBs. There's some interesting edge uh, rushers. Yeah. Uh, Safeties? Some safeties to play with? Uh, Like Demarius Randall, Quandre Diggs. Adrian yeah. Amos, uh, but they they they, they, they didn't like yeah. necessarily. They didn't need one super bad. No, they they still had a Shad Jones when he was Shad really, Jones. and he was much really good then. When he was like one of the most underrated players in the yeah. league, yeah. Um, the, wait, who's your throw? Uh, I said Eric Kendricks. They have a really shitty linebacker core. Yeah, I'm just gonna pop the roster open for a sec. If I, I wish I could tell the Dolphins they were like four years away from uh, changing their jerseys back to the throwbacks. By the way, I'm just thinking off the top of my head. Yeah. Uh, the, Kate, can I, can I say Jelani Jenkins, low-key, I kind of like him. He's but, not good, but he follows me on Twitter. <laughs> that's big respect. I liked him in college. Um, that's a really bad uh, linebacking yeah. core. I'm literally in. Old Kelvin Sharp. All right, step, focus. I know. I'm just having fun. I'm sorry, Rob. I'm sorry, man. I like I like talking football with you. I'm sorry. Take Eric Kendricks. I'm cool with it. It's a good uh, good linebacking uh, draft too, to be honest. Yeah, kind of a little bit low key because like not like Pro Bowl guys, just good football players. Yeah, and you'll hear some other names later. I don't want to spoil them, but yeah, I agree. Uh, okay, the San Diego Chargers took Melvin Gordon at 15. Obviously, Wisconsin running back. I think they do it again. Uh, with the way the draft has fallen, yeah. I mean, he's been one of the quietly more I've important. Always, running, like, I I did not like Melvin Gordon coming out, and I I've did. done I such did like a three sixty on him. I, he's like mm-hmm. I very much enjoy watching him. Slow starter though, right to his career. Like, 
he wasn't 100 percent healthy. That was an issue with him early in his career. He, he's always had nagging injuries. It's felt like exactly like just dings and knee stuff. And yeah, you say dings and dunks, and I, I was gonna, <laughs> yeah, man, dings and dunks and knee stuff. Uh, but yeah, so like I don't know. To to me, he's been a really great fit in what they've done, and when he's healthy, mm-hmm. he's one of the best running backs in the league. Yeah, I mean. Uh, He's still worth a first-round pick, and that's hard to say with uh, running backs. Well, so, not because none of them are worth a first-round pick. No, <laughs> that's what I mean. It's, it's difficult for me to say it. Like, I try to like, put that aside when doing this, cause, especially because the know. running backs pan out a lot better than some of these other guys. It's a good, pretty good group of running backs. Like, like Duke Johnson, you're not going to draft him here, but like, it's a good running back. You know what yeah. I mean? He just wants out of Cleveland. I just and I don't play him. All right, to be honest. Six, so we're going Melvin Gordon, right? Yeah. All right. Sixteenth, the Houston Texans took one of my guys who's not good. Weak Forest corner Kevin Johnson. <laughs> You'll never stop uh, loving Kevin Johnson. I, the, I respect that. They respect they have that. a couple options. Just go DB in general here. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Like. Uh, but I think one one guy who would have been a perfect fit, especially in that locker room, JJ Watt. Uh, Alabama safety Landon Collins. I think that's the right choice. I mean, uh, he's to me he's the best DB in this class. Yeah, outside like like he, he's not as good as Byron Jones. Uh, but I agree. But like he, he's just his corner is more valuable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's just a really good fit for that team. And at the time, yeah. they weren't desperate for corners. Like they took Kevin Johnson, not bad. Like they had AJ Bouye, they had Jonathan really wasn't, Joseph, yeah, Cream Jack. Yeah, like it, it wasn't um, the same need for them then as it is right now, and yeah. safety is a bigger need. Yeah, Quentin Demps was starting. Holly didn't really know what they had. Raheem Moore was on the team, but like, yeah, I think Landon Collins is the right choice. I think, and again, like I totally agree. He fits that locker room so well. Yeah, and. Like I, I think he would still, he'd probably be in a better situation. I mean, he's made yeah. he's made uh, three Pro Bowls, but I think he'd be even better had he ended up on a team like Houston instead of the Giants. I agree, and I think the Texans would be a lot better and, for and it. And that's too. another guy who, like everyone, was like, this guy should go in the first round. Then he slid to the second round. Yeah, like early first or second pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, summer is the best time of the year, AJ. We're talking vacation, uh, the beach. Lots of sun, and of course, sports. While you're sipping on your favorite beverage by the pool, find out what that is at the end of the show, why not get a little action on the games? Whether you like the MLB, MMA, golf, or anything else, MyBookie is the place to bet. Their mobile site is easy to use and allows you to make bets from anywhere. No hassle, no waiting in line, no need to get off the couch. Now is the perfect time to replenish your bank account after that vacation and to make sure you've got plenty of bankroll come football season. Maybe you want to drop a futures bet on next year's NBA champion, the Toronto Raptors, or <laughs> back your favorite player to win the Heisman Trophy, uh, Justin Herbert. we got to look at Heisman odds, by the way. Yes, Sorry. we do. My bookie wants you to have as much fun as possible this summer. And what's more fun than winning money while watching sports? Nothing. Just visit mybookie.ag today to get started. Then try your luck at outsmarting the odds makers. But wait! If if you deposit with promo code HEAVEN today, mybookie will give you a 50% deposit bonus. That's promo code HEAVEN. At mybookie, you play, you win, you get paid. What's that promo code again? Heaven. Thank Smart you. to bet now and make money now so you can bet more later during football season. <laughs> yeah, you forget about your bets and then you look back and you're like, oh, fuck, this is looking pretty good. Just bet, 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 and then you can get more to bet with. You, you, yep, you're not you know wrong. who took a bet? At 17, the San Francisco 49ers drafted <laughs> Oregon defensive lineman Eric Armstead. You know what they did? They doubled down on Oregon defensive line the next year. But we'll get there in like 365 <laughs> <Yeah>. days. <laughs> Tune in next year where we... Make sure they take DeForest Buckner again. <laughs> uh, I think this time around they go Trey Flowers. 
I think that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, yeah. just like Armstead was this weird tweener on upside. No one really liked the pick. Everyone kind of knew Buckner no. was the better player too. And uh, like yeah. Armstead's been quite like meh. Like I think he's good enough to be a rotational player on a lot of defensive lines. But like mm-hmm. Trey Flowers would have been such a perfect fit on the edge. And then that yeah. way they don't have to. Either they wouldn't have had to take Nick Bosa in theory. Well, that's, that's going to work. Or out. they wouldn't have had to trade for a D and pay D Ford. I think that would have been the the better not the better not move. That I, I I agree too. Uh, and yeah. and in this scenario, also Solomon Thomas could have just played interior D line right away. Came, I think we have to mention that every podcast yes, by law. <laughs> so yeah, that feels like the slam dunk pick. Um, we get kind of weird from the rest of the way out, to be honest. Yeah, a lot of them are. We get a little wonky. Uh, 18, the Chiefs took Washington corner Marcus Peters, who very, interesting very up and down career. Again, if we did this two years ago, he would have been gone by now, right? Probably. He's made uh, yeah. was he? He's made two Pro Bowls, two All-Pros. He was the defensive rookie of the year. Ball hawk, but tends like also... Risky, so he gets beat and gambles a lot. He was really bad with the Rams this past year. Yeah, uh, his first two years in Kansas City, I think he was one of the most exciting corners in football. Big hit for me at the, t- at the off the top of his selection, but yeah, um, I I think they do it again. If they, or sorry, they they wouldn't do it again. Is sorry, what I tried to say. Uh, if if you stick at the position, I. I like, do, it, do you take Ronald? Darby I think that around? I think if you were to go corner again, like that, it, the conversation the would be him or Ronald Darby. Can I just say Ronald Darby fits them very nicely, though? Ronald Darby under remember how good he was in his first year in Buffalo. Yeah, Darby is an underrated. Player. He was playing really well before he got hurt. It, the injuries, yeah, he, the injuries. The last like he would have got a massive payday if he wasn't injured. Yeah, he would have. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, I think a weird corner class. I'm going to toss this out game. though. Yeah, Penn mm-hmm. State safety Adrian Amos. I think I think Adrian Amos is the better football player right now than Marcus Peters and Ronald. I Kirby. think so too. I think him and uh, he he's got the ability to play either safety spot. Pairing him with mm-hmm. Eric Berry in his prime would have been exciting, giving you one of the best Very safety nice, duos. Yeah. Uh, they also had some uncertainty with Eric Berry just because of injuries too, so it would be a little bit of insurance at mm-hmm. that position. Yeah, no, exactly. You, I, you make very, the call, uh, though. No, I'm very cool with the pick. I'm just, I was just looking at their, uh, I mean, fan favorite friend of the show, Daniel Sorensen was talking hey, about. Hey, hey, so. that's just a dime linebackers. He's his own man. Couple, couple personal favorites of mine. Ron Parker always thought he was an underrated player. Not great, but underrated. Tavon Branch, good Madden player because of the speed. Yeah, they needed help with that at that strong safety spot. Eric Berry, obviously great, but yeah, you're right. Insurance, um, the corner spot, they they nothing there. They got Steven Nelson later. In they the always draft, need TVs. <laughs> they do. Yeah, I think, I think a, maybe less of a glaring hole at safety, obviously because you're like, okay, Barry, you you know, just fix this whole fucking back end for us, which they've been doing for years, but. Uh, I think Amos is the better player, and I think they couldn't go wrong doing okay. that. Okay. So I'm 19th, the Cleveland Browns took Florida State center, Cameron Irving, who was horrible. But now he's, like, okay yeah. for the Chiefs. He's all right. Yeah, like he's serviceable. I think if, you, the, the, the like, this time around, you take just an offensive weapon and you go David Johnson. Their offense had very little for Johnny Manziel to work with. <laughs> so if you could get him just... Hold on, are you are you saying it? Are you saying if if Johnny Manziel had David I'm Johnson, saying he, he pan is, pans out. He's Baker Mayfield. I, look, I can't say can't say no to this pick then if you believe that. But like <laughs> seriously, they they just need a, a really strong offensive weapon, and there aren't any other really than David Johnson. No, <laughs> not really. Like uh, David Johnson's the most talented uh, skill position player. On yeah, and when he's healthy, he's one of the. Definitely ten best running backs, maybe five. And I mean, later they went with Duke Johnson, so they knew they needed someone to catch the football out of the backfield. And they've misused right? Duke Johnson for most of his career. Yeah, they know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> they knew they needed running back because the crow was okay, but nothing great. They knew they needed someone to catch the ball. I'm cool. I think that I think the David Johnson pick makes a lot of sense. All right, we'll write that one in. Okay, this right. this is an interesting spot. 
This is a pick I had maybe my most trouble with. The Eagles took USC receiver Nelson Aguilar. They're not doing that again. Do it again. No. I think he sucks. <laughs> That's just me, though. I don't think he's a first-round no. player, but I, I don't hate him that much. Uh, I had a hard time deciding who they would go this time around. And this might be a little wild card, but I was thinking this guy. Because, okay, they didn't need edge at all. And, like, edge is kind of the most talented position left. Yeah. Uh, there's a handful of DBs they could have looked at. Linebackers. I wrote in one of the best nickels in the league in Bryce Callahan. Oh, okay. I didn't think that's where you're going to go. Um, interesting. There's a couple, You know what's funny? There's a couple um, eventual eagles that are still on the board that I like, which is funny. But anyways, Bryce Callahan, that's interesting. They need a nickel at the time if I'm just off the top of the dome yeah. here. A receiver like the Aguilar pick was a little out of left field. I don't think yeah. pre-draft anyone thought he was going to. It's be funny because he of the USC receivers in that stretch mm-hmm. of time, it felt like they have one every year who, as mm-hmm. an under or as a sophomore, would go off, and then as a junior, kind of disappoint, and then they never go yeah. in the first round. But he did. That's I know. Very funny. Uh, oh, Callahan. I sorry. I'm just I'm mulling this one over. It's only X Seahawks on that secondary. It's weird. Anyways, uh, I'm looking at the linebacker spot because I, I, I'm kind of, I kind of want them to get an inside linebacker. But Michael Kendrick's still playing good football for them at that point. Yeah, I think I also think Bryce Callahan's better at what he does than the linebackers available. Yeah, like Quan like and McKinney is who was I? Quan's on a they they, they took Jordan Hicks in this draft too. And Jordan Hicks is my third linebacker right now. Who I think, dude, over, is he a first round guy? Uh, I don't know. Maybe not. Borderline, yeah. See, I know that the the, the Eagles would be very forward thinking with doing this. Yeah, I I know this because this is before we've all fully finally been Nichols its own thing. This is Chip Kelly running the show. And uh, Howie's kind of the, the backseat guy right now. And. All right, let's do it. Fuck it. I, let's, let's, I'm like being different, Rob. I think I like being forward. And Bryce Callen is just so. underrated and deserves to be talked about. And like, for him to like, if you t- if you're trying to take him in like 13, I want to let it happen. But in the 20s, let's do it. Hell yeah. Uh, okay. 20. Bud Dupree. 21. The Bengals are on the clock. They took Cedric yeah. Oboye, the Texas A&M offensive tackle originally. I. I, this is tough, but in hindsight, if you're looking for a right tackle, Tra- Trent Brown. I st- oh, Tra- fuck, I forgot about Trent Brown. Trent Brown's the best right tackle available. Yeah, and, and like Rob, Rob he... Havenstein is also a good option. Like, I think he's very, no, but, very right. solid, but I just think, I mean, again, it, a lot of it has to, like, he was a solid, very, very solid right tackle in San Francisco, but obviously Dante Skarnacki and the Patriots turned him into a uh, borderline Pro Bowl left tackle last year. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, if the Bengals had him right now as the right tackle, think about how sick their offensive line would look. You know what's – I totally agree. You know what's funny? I know nothing's really – I mean, new coach, but nothing's really changed there in Cincinnati. No. But look, look at the tackles they did draft in this draft. Uh, Oboehi and then Jake Fisher, who are like kind of the option of Trent Brown. But today's Bengals, I think no doubt Trent Brown is their Plus guy. Plus Mike Brown is, knows who he is because he played in the SEC. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think that's a funny switch. Like, they try to be athletic and whatnot, but uh, Trent Brown makes a lot more sense for what they do now. And like, you Yeah, know 100%. I mean? P- plug it in. Let's do it. Trent Brown. All right. Pittsburgh Steelers. They took uh, – I'm not going to lie. I was in on Bud Dupree. <laughs> Kentucky edge I rusher. Was too. I hated Jarvis Jones, but I loved him. Yeah, Jarvis Jones I was super not in on. Bad pick. Um, so bad, yeah. And Bud Dupree's not like a – Horrible bust. Like he's <laughs> fine. He's fine. He's fine. Like twenty second pick. No. no. But he's like fine. if they took him in the third round, or oh, like yeah. you'd be like, like oh, really? this is fine. This is solid third round pick. Yeah. Considering like if this was Preston Smith, and Preston Smith was the compliment opposite T.J. Watt. Can I? Just, Preston Smith seems like a pitcher. I know. Like, he's not, like, some super freak athlete. He's just a strong, like, overall football player. Mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. like, 
better pass rusher definitely than Buddy Pree. Better run defender. Obviously, he just got a big payday too. Um, I think Preston Smith is better than Zadarius Smith, by the way. I, we've always both been big Preston Smith fans, though. Yeah, but I just surprised Darius Smith got more money than Preston Smith from the same team. I am too, but Darius Smith. Yeah, but like I, Baltimore will like, do that. If right? if Preston Smith was the guy opposite T.J. Watt, that there's a lot more upside than that. Then, and you know this like. <laughs> Should the Steelers look somewhere else, like a different position? Probably. But can they say no to uh, edge? They can't. They never do. Edge and linebackers, they just can't say no. Let's let's do it. I like President Smith. I think he'd be still a Steeler right now if they took him. Probably. Yeah. Uh, okay, the Broncos, first time around, took Missouri edge rusher Shane Ray, who slid because of like, off-field stuff and never really put it together yeah. in Denver. Uh, mm. It's been uh, up and down. Talented. Like flashes, but yeah. But yeah. Yeah. You mentioned this guy earlier. I'm thinking Hobart offensive lineman Ali Marpet. Uh, also, you know what? I think Ali Marpet is a fine Denver Bronco. I like this. He also gives you the option to play him anywhere on the interior, and they just they haven't had their offensive line figured out. Like even when yet. Peyton Manning was there and they were good, it was yeah. like more like Peyton getting... Manning was making up for. Like I remember Zane Beatles made a Pro Bowl and like signed somewhere and was not good. Yeah, Zane Beatles was never good, but you're, yeah. you're right. There was a little uh, Zane Beatles. Love. Yeah, um, and they're getting a uh, Yaman's workout of well, the right tackle from Canada. What's his name? All right, I'm making stuff up. Wait, uh, what? Oh, Orlando with, Franklin. With, yeah. Not, yeah, Franklin. Franklin. Sorry, Orlando, friend of the show. Not not on the team at the time, but they were getting Yaman's work under the the Payton area from him. Uh, yeah, I think Marpet's the right pick. Uh, uh, Louis Vasquez was okay for them at the time. Evan Mathis was on the roster, but like, uh, yeah, it was at the end. End. yeah, they ended up drafting Max Garcia, so they knew they needed card help. Like, I think, uh, I think Marvis the, the yeah. right pick here up. Uh, and then twenty fourth Arizona Cardinals took Florida off tackle DJ Humphreys. Remember they didn't yeah. play him even a snap as a rookie. Yeah, that was weird. And uh, he had some flashes, but ultimately, I think they'd be in a lot better shape if they had Wisconsin's. Rob Havenstein. I think just more of a solid player. You know you got they, him. He's your ta- right tackle. Yeah, yes, they just ultimately need starting quality above average offensive lineman, and that is what he is. And, like, not – like, absolutely, they need starting quality above average offensive lineman, but they also just need consistent yeah, and he on that on the offensive like line. Like, he's not a guy who gets a ton of hype, but he's been – like, I think there's an argument he's one of the ten best right tackles in football. Yeah, he's, no, he's he, up there. He might he's, not even be an argument. He's just in there. He's in there. He's in there. He's in there. And quietly, but you're right. He's mm-hmm. in there. Uh, okay, 25th, the Panthers took Washington linebacker Shaq Thompson. Still an interesting pick. I think, oh, that, like, I, do they just do it again? Do you take Quan over Shaq? No, no, I wouldn't take Quan Alexander. You hate Quan Alexander, I, right? I don't think he's going to go in the first round of this. He's, like, he's fine. I'm not a huge fan. I, I also think Chuck Thompson hasn't really had that opportunity to truly shine because he kind of had to play that same role while Thomas Davis was there as the will. And this is like Shaq Thompson. Yeah, team. yeah, hundred percent. And like, there's been flashes. Um, and he's 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 quite young too. Like, like for example, I think David Johnson's 27, where Shaq Thompson is uh, 25. Like he's young. He was one of the younger players in the draft. Yeah, he's a 1994 birthday. He just turned 25. A couple months yeah. Ago. So uh, and just the ultimate athletic upside, and he just hasn't had that chance. I I still believe Shaq Thompson can be a very very good football player, and he's been a solid one so far. Yeah, I, I like. Uh, you, you definitely at that at 25. You cannot say he's a bust or anything. He's panned out. He's panned out, right? And, and, and I think, like you said, this is his year to really see what he is. Yeah, I mean, if we did this a year later, he might not be here, or he might be higher. And mm-hmm. So let's just stick him where he, he belongs, 25th. The okay, Panthers. Baltimore made a horrible decision at 26 and took UCF receiver Brashad Perriman. Uh, there's a there's a, a, a DB here who just seems really Baltimore Raven-y to me, and it might seem a bit rich, but I also made you take Bryce Callahan for the Eagles earlier, so maybe not. <laughs> uh, Quadri Diggs, the Texas safety. Who's obviously the Lions safety now? You're, you're, Nickel yeah. slash safety. You're a huge quadrant. He's one of my favorite fan, players. 
Yeah, I had taxes too. Which yeah, is he was the background longer. of my laptop for a bit for some reason. <laughs> wait, wait, how did that? Happen? I was like weighing on Quandre Diggs. I don't know why. <laughs> okay, I look. I, I don't think I can say no to you then. Doesn't he seem like a Raven though? Just with the versatility, being able to play safety, yeah. nickel, corners, tough as hell. Mm-hmm. Just a really smart, high football IQ guy. Yeah, no, I, I like it. He seems like a Baltimore Raven. He I'm just forcing you to do this so we can get get through it quick. You know. I know. I I'm I'm tired. I'm running off. Yeah, no, I'm now. taking advantage of you being so tired. You don't have the fight in you. Can I just be honest though? I, I just want you to be happy. Thank you, and I am. And and let's take digs. Let's okay. Twenty seventh, the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> took Byron Jumpman Jones, the good lead athlete from UConn, made him a safety for most for first three years of career. Then realized he's a corner and he became an All Pro. He's gone. <laughs> Um, if they wanted that type of safety, Demarius Randall is that type of safety. I don't disagree. And I don't disagree. He, I know he, he it's funny because Byron Jones was miscast as a safety for the first yeah. three years of his career in Dallas and then became an all pro corner. Randall was miscast as a corner for the first three years of his career in Green Bay, then got moved to Cleveland, was a much better safety. I, uh, the, the thing is, and I, if they drafted Demarius Randall, he's playing corner. No, he's not. I'm not, I won't let them. No, because, okay, you're not, but they're stupid. Stop. Like, Don't wreck uh, this for me. Okay, let's take Randall, but you know what's going to happen. Yeah, be I do. You but, know, uh, but, it's, but it's, they'll it's, move him to his correct position after three years instead of trading him. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I hope so. One of the weirdest picks of this is the Detroit Lions took Duke guard Lakin Tomlinson. Who can I say I was in on Lakin Tomlinson? I, but it, I, if I remember correctly, most people liked him. We just all liked him it's on day. Because he's such a likable fucking dude. But too. we all liked him on day two, and it was a shock that he mm-hmm. went in the first round. And then Detroit mm-hmm. gave up on him really quickly, and he's been he's a he's a quality starter now in San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah, I just I, for me like a solid football player, and I liked him a lot off the field. Yeah, in, intelligent guy. Anyways. He's he just weird kind of career arc. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they gave up on him. Really if good, if Detroit does again, I I I just I don't want to stick and pick because it didn't work out for him there and it worked out for him somewhere else. What about Andres Pete here, who I I rip on, but he's made a Pro Bowl. Um, <laughs> if he ended up in Detroit, like I don't think he's the best player available, but he might be the best offensive yeah. lineman available in a bad class. Yeah, I'm. I'm just gonna skim. Quick. Like Mitch, Wait, Mitch Morse. Mitch Morse is Daryl. Daryl Williams. If you're going tackle, maybe. I think Mitch Morse might be. I don't know. They're close. They're close. I think Mitch Morse is a better football player. Yeah. Do you want to do Mitch Morse? I, I just want to look at the okay. roster super okay, quick. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I because I I think they're they're close, but I think I would take Mitch. Pete, also, over. Is, is Mitch Morse just signed the most money a center's ever signed for? Right? Which is still weird, but yeah, but he did, and I think someone's really going to pay Andres Pete an insane amount. I don't even know why he said Andres Pete originally because Mitch Morse is a better interior offensive lineman. Yeah, I'm just uh, Larry Warford. They're getting work from him. They had no they had no center on this team. It was Gabe Eichert and Braxton. Gabe. Mitch Morse I'll makes Mitch more Morse. sense. Oh yeah, because Warford was good at the time. Warford's uh, still good. Don't act like he's not. Oh, I know, I know. I, but he was like... Yeah, I remember when he, he came in on fire with the Lions. He did. Yeah, I liked Larry Me too. Um Manny Ramirez was serviceable at the other guard spots. Uh, <laughs> like, well, better than... But, like, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Garb, you could... You, Gabe you Eichert, yeah. Braxton Cave. Hey, come on. Gabe so, Eichert yeah, is uh, like Oklahoma radio now. That's sick. Okay, let's take Gabe Eichert then. Mitch Morris, that that that's a better pick, yeah. and we figured yeah. it out. Uh, okay, Philip Dorsett. Indianapolis Colts shocked the world with Ryan Grigson being GM and taking Miami receiver Philly Dorsett, who's a super a Super Philly. Bowl champion. Um, <laughs> Thank you for saying that. I think you like. There's not a receiver I would take here, really. Like, I don't want to take Jamison Crowder, no. Nelson Aguilar, or Tyler Tyrell Williams. No, I no, think no, 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 Ro- Ronald Darby here though. They didn't have a great corner group. No, and I think I know. I said uh, Derby was a good fit. Wherever the fuck I said earlier, also, where was it? Doesn't even matter because you're just saying things. I don't, I'm just saying things. I'm just rambling, man. Uh, I think I think he's a good fit in Indianapolis too. 
Uh, I like Ronald Darby. I think he could be a really good corner, like anywhere, like he's a nice a corner to corner anywhere. in general. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, their uh, their corner group was very bad. I mean, Vontae Davis. Is, yeah. Uh, okay. That's it. The Packers took Demarius Randall and made him play corner when they shouldn't have. Marcus Peters yeah. still here. I think this is a good spot for him. They bet on I. I still think Marcus Peters, when it's all said and done, you're still betting on him in the first round. Oh, 100 percent. Right? Like if you, yeah. he has, just to put his stat production perspective, in four years he has twenty two interceptions. Mm-hmm. I mean, which I, I was a huge Marcus Peters fan coming out of Washington. Ronald Darby has six, and like I'm not like interceptions are overrated, but like yeah, and Demarius Randall has fourteen, and like Byron Jones has like two, um, <laughs> yeah. but just my point being, he does get burned. He is in that mold of kind of take plays off at times and seem like he's not all yeah. in. But he does create turnovers, and there are a few things more important than turnovers. I agree. Uh, I think, like like I said, all said and done, I think you're gambling on him again. Yeah. Uh, 31st overall, the New Orleans Saints took Clemson linebacker Stephon Anthony. Okay, quickly, how much did you like Stephon Anthony? Not enough to take him in the first round. I was a big Stephon hey, You and friend of the show, Casey, were. Casey, yeah, we both loved him, and I was like, I was like, when it happened, I'm like, ah, oh, they got him in the Jimmy Graham pick slot. I was like, oh, oh shucks. I uh, no, I don't feel I, bad at all. I was, but I mean, Jimmy sucks. But I'm I was sorry. quite in on a different linebacker though, who's available. Jordan Hicks? No, 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 no. and it's and it's not Quan Alexander. McKinney? Yeah, I love Benardrick McKinney. Him and Zach Cunningham. I love you know how much I love Zach oh, Cunningham, though. Uh, you were huge, and I, I like to. I do like Zach. Um, sorry, McKinney, Quan, and Hicks still on the board. How do you how do you rank them? McKinney, Hicks, Quan. How close between Quan and Hicks? Quite. Yeah, I think that's fair. I, I'm like, I think I go. I love Jordan Hicks though too, but the health issues. That McKinney's my one. Hicks um, health issues, and he's not the yeah. greatest run defender in the world. Quan Alexander yeah. is super athletic, just misses too many tackles and freaks me out. They're they're really close for me in my heart. I want to say Hicks. Also, Mc, McKinney ended up in a really good spot for what he is in he Houston, oh, like that New sure. England system. He is that type of linebacker. Um, yeah, but he would have been really interesting in New Orleans, uh, who had a big issue at linebacker for years until basically now. Um, until they got Stephon Anthony. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so just to have him be their middle linebacker, I know he he's made uh, he's made like. Uh, what a pro, one or two Pro Bowls, I think. This group of linebackers was brutal. It was Anthony, obviously, uh, Kasim Hedabali, Darnell Ellerby at last legs. David Hawthorne, I love David Hawthorne, by the way. Uh, he was okay in New Orleans for those couple years after leaving Seattle. Anyways, Ramon Humber, James Anderson, uh, Kika Hadley drafted later, and Michael Mauti. That's a terrible group. Yeah. So I think sorry Mc, David Hawthorne, Mc, I love you so much, but like McKinney isn't the same athlete as Hicks or Quan Alexander, but I just no, think he's a better football player. Yeah, he still be a starter on the New Orleans. Yeah. Team, so, um, okay, we'll we'll do that, and then New England took Malcolm Brown. Who's mm-hmm. he's okay? He's fine. I think he'll be a more impactful overall player in New Orleans. Uh, now that he's signed over there. Yeah. Um, but he's just a good run defender. Doesn't add a ton of pass rush, but a good run defender. Uh, mm-hmm. In a do-over, Zadarius Smith just seems like a New England Patriots type player, but he also seems like a Baltimore Raven. Um, <laughs> just yeah. the inside-out ability, can kind of play multiple front seven spots. I think he'd be a very good pick. What do you think? I do too. And like, then you have Hightower, uh, Jamie Collins, and Zadarius Smith. That's. That'd be like the best group of linebackers they would have for well, a long there's time. There's missing edge, but okay. Oh yeah, but I mean in the three four. Uh yes, yeah. A- anyway, and anyway, who the fuck was the other inside linebacker? He also adds uh, the like he can play st- like in Baltimore. He played standing up. He played hand and dirt. He played some five tech. He kicked inside mm-hmm. and four man fronts like, and that just is a very New England thing. And they did that stuff with Trey Flowers, and they could do it with him. Yeah, they could move them all over. So we want to do that? I like yeah, that. Okay. Uh, I'm just looking at, like, who else is still I I, I have a little list of names that I also wrote down that I didn't, like, we didn't use. Uh, mm-hmm. Vic Beasley, Jameson Crowder, yeah. um, um, Andres Pete, Tyrell Williams, Henry Anderson, 
Randy Gregory, who I think if he wasn't so suspension prone, we would have had him go. Uh, Dante Fowler, Jordan Hicks, Tevin Coleman, Quan Alexander, Daryl Williams. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, Perriman, border line-ish, like, after those guys. Oh, for a I'm second. I thought you meant Rashad Perriman, but you meant Denzel Perriman. Oh, no, D- Denzel, yeah, I'm sorry. Schumacher. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Denzel Perriman. Like, like I said, low-key good uh, linebacking um, draft. Yeah. Uh, then, like, a couple of good running backs, Coleman and Ajay, but, like, uh, you know. If you know, Jai, Jai, Jai was Jai. always hurt. Yeah, like, Duke is fun, too, but not a first-round guy. Um, sorry, I'm just – yeah. So I just guys I wanted to talk about Henry Anderson again. I th- I thought he might have been able to sneak into this, but um, it's a bit of New England type player. Yeah, but I think Smith makes yeah, more sense. I, I agree. Um, Williams okay. I'm just looking through the fucking draft. All right, are you done looking through it? No, I got, I'm on the fourth okay. round. <laughs> well, that's it for us at Armchair. I mean, seven rounds of heaven. I'm losing my mind. <laughs> Indeed, dinner. Um. You can follow me on Twitter at RobPaulNFL. You can follow AJ at AJMarchese13. You can follow Armchair at ACLAmericans and at ArmchairNFL. New way to sign off from here on forward with seven rounds in hand. Yeah. Because we're just trying to like copy the swag of other people. With the beer of the week. AJ, what's this week's beer of the week? Oh, I thought it was the other. I forgot about that. Okay, it's summer. I'm going to do lots of Ontario craft beer because that's what we like and we're from and Ontario. And you guys won't and be I able to drink them. it if you're American. Sorry. Sometimes I don't know. I gotta check the availability. Uh, one of my favorite breweries in the province of Ontario is Muskoka, and if you don't know anything about the Muskoka region, it is our cottage country. The Muskoka Brewery, one of my favorite um, summer beers, Detour from Muskoka, and I think that's my beer of the wow. week. Wow, thanks, AJ. Uh, Detour is really fucking great. So, uh, mm-hmm. and yeah, so from AJ Marchese, Rob Paul, Muskoka Detour beer. Uh, that'll <laughs> do it for seven rounds to heaven. Catch you next week. Goodbye.